Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. If you're a believer and espouse these different things, then don't even eat with them. But if they're unbelievers and they're, you know, yeah. I'm recording. Oh, you're recording. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But if they're unbelievers and they're, you know, it's Paul says, I, you wouldn't be able to eat with anybody or even sit down and talk with anybody. If you, if you were judging all these people that are outside, I mean, you can't, you can't do that, but those that are inside, those that are inside the fellowship that are saying one thing and then they're doing exactly the opposite. Those people you're not even supposed to eat with. That's right. So, you know, we are supposed to judge those who are within the body, but those who are outside the body or those who are just to the world, how are they going to know the goodness of God? It says the goodness of God leadeth man to repentance, not, not the fact that we live by a certain set of principles or laws or things like that uh, even though we have a society that society is based upon one who, who is whose whole essence is love so if that's the case you'll know they are christians by who they are by their character by their nature and their nature is love so i don't know it's just it's just strange to me that i've gotten all these calls this week and different things about about people getting cut off that there was no reason for the cutting off. There was no, except differencing dif differences of opinions or views on a certain idea or a certain concept. And all of a sudden now you're going to cut them off. I mean, they're your brother for crying out loud. You don't do that. And it's all about our, our opinion. Really, you know? Right. Yeah. It's all about an opinion. It's not about, it, not even about the scripture at that point. It's not about you're doing this and, and the Lord says not to do that. I mean, it's not that you're inside and doing this. Now it's just the fact that you don't line up with my opinion. You're not going to be a part or you don't respond to the relationship the way I think you should respond to this relationship, whether it be hierarchical or whatever, you know, you're not responding to me the way I think you should respond. So thereby I'm just going to cut you off. Yeah. And it's just, the nature of Christ, when you think about the nature of Christ, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, not even till the end of the age. If that's the spirit and the nature of Christ, then I better examine myself and what I'm doing. No, exactly. It, I mean, it, it's, it's immaturity. The fact that, you know, it's like we can boil it down to one thing is lack of spiritual character and that's immaturity. So the simple fact of the matter is kids do that. You know, if I'm not happy with you, I'll walk away. And uh, right. I, I'll take my, my ball and go someplace ball, else. And you can't play with me. That's right. It, you know? So, um, you know, and the, the Bible talks about resist the devil, not resist people. Resist the right. devil. And right. he will from you. you know, it's just like, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, you, you, I mean, you know, the journey I've, I've been with... I, I, I disagree with people on what their leadership stands for. Right. And they cut me off. You know, they just remove me altogether. 
Um, and well, that be that as it may, you know, it's just like, yeah. what must I do, you know? But but honestly, I, it, it's not love motivated. You're right. And I'm, we're not talking about that soppy, um, you know, no, no, no. lovely no. for anything kind of. It's not. It's not that. It's the it's the love attitude or the love motivation that we should have, right? Um, towards people, it, you know, is that love is not a fit, easily offended. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, where do we go with that? If the nature of God, our father is love, that's his nature. That's his character. Yeah. That's what he's known by. I mean, that's, that's what he is. I mean, the essence of who he is, is love. Yeah. Then shouldn't we also be known as it says, and what is it? First John somewhere, it says, you shall know them by their love. I mean, that's, isn't that what they, we should be known by then, not by what we teach. But you know, the thing about it is, uh, I, I mean, you know, this, I, just right now, there's so many kinds of things running through my head, you know, examples and, <laughs> and things like that. I'm just like, there's so many. Um, well, pop a few of them out of there. Get a few of them out. Let <laughs> me hear them. But, and you know, the thing about it is if we talk relationship, now, and I'm not, I'm, you know, in business, I talk about up, down, and sideways. Engagement. Right, right. But let's talk about in the body of Christ. You know, we are brothers. Really, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what position you hold or what what get, position like doesn't feature really in the kingdom of God. But it doesn't matter what role or what right. function or what gifting you are. Right. We're all brothers ultimately, and I understand authority and levels of authority, and we have to respect that. And true, and you know, we all. True believers, true citizens, true kingdom people will understand, respect, and adhere to boundaries. Right. That's it. They, it's not about imposing rules. They understand boundaries. But Christianity, right. being a Christian, comes with a, a culture of division, unfortunately. Right. It just, it's just like that. My church against your church. Our church is better than your church. We don't right. say it like that, but you know, you really shouldn't go to that church because our church is better. You know, right. we have the gifts of the spirit in our church. You know, is this like you should hear our pastor? And that's why I'm always you know, I kind of you know rubbed up the wrong way when people say when I arrive in town, we go live in a different place, and I meet people all the time, especially even here. You know, you've got to come to our church. Nobody asks you, how is your relationship with Christ? Can we build a relationship with you? You know, can we have a meal? Can let's go for coffee? Let's just right. Spend time together. No, no, no. You got to come to our church. Come to our meeting. Come to, we see our pastor. Come and see our wonderful program. And I just like, eh, you know, I just right. like, freaks me out, you know. And yet, um, we are to be uh, blessed are the peacemakers, those that reconcile, those that build relationships, for they are the sons of God, you know. Right, uh, right. Where does that I go? Guess I guess what, I don't know what time when you started actually recording, uh, cause <laughs> all of a sudden you just said, Hey, I'm recording. I'm going, Oh, <laughs> so just before then. Oh, okay. <laughs> but there's, there's so much, there's so much in, in this, in the depth of it. And it's not, once again, it's not this type of thing where you said like, it's the mushy type. I'm going to love everybody type of thing. But the, but the fact, even in our relationship, you come to me in, in, and all of a sudden the Lord gives you something to speak into my life. At that moment, 
are you over me in the Lord? No, I accept the fact that as a Melchizedek priest, you're coming to me in the name of the Lord. You're coming to me in the name of our Father, and you're speaking these things to me, and immediately I submit myself to that, yeah. to that voice, to that to, to my master, because before a man's own master, he stands or falls. So I, I, I find out it's the master speaking. I submit myself to that. And then I come under that. As far as our relationship, I don't, I don't think I've ever felt an over under or trying to, and it's just a matter of, you know, if I'm saying something, sometimes I've seen you take that place of going, Oh God, thank you. You know, it's not, it's not, Oh, Steve, thank you. It's, it's, oh, Father, thank you that you cared about me enough to share something like that through somebody. And it's not, and I, I probably wasn't even intending to do it. <laughs> you know, knowing me, I'm just going, uh, you know, I'm just speaking something. But, you know, there's that, there's that thing that, that we get, we struggle so much on a positioning that sometimes we think that certain relationships have to have a certain positioning or a certain whatever. And then we try to maneuver those relationships and even try to keep those relationships in that particular um, setting forever. And we're not in those settings forever. Melchizedek priesthood is I came to bless you with something from God at this point. It wasn't that Melchizedek was over Abraham forever then. It didn't work that way. And Abraham consequently gave him, you know, a blessing. He gave him a tithe of everything that he had gotten at that point. But it's just because he recognized that God sent him at that point. It's not, it wasn't a hierarchical, I'm going to give up the chain so that I can get this spiritual blessing all the time. And if, if the Lord blesses you through somebody, then by all means, open up your heart and give whatever, you know, that he's, that he's in, inviting you to give because you're giving as unto the Lord. You're not giving to that person. You're not giving to that gift. You're not giving to that position. You're not giving to that hierarchical thing. You're not. And I keep bringing up the word hierarchical because we have a tendency to keep thinking that way. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a relationship of brother to brother. We're talking about even, even, um, Melchizedek coming to Abraham, he didn't come to him as a king over Abraham. Yeah. He saw Abraham as a king because he had just come out of a war with the kings and had vanquished all of them. And now, and he wasn't coming to get a portion either because all the other kings were out there camped around about Abraham trying to get a, trying to get something from him. So they weren't, he wasn't trying, he just came to bless him. That, that was his whole intent and purpose. And if we enter into any relationship, I don't care what it is, but your relationship, you are there to bless that person. That's your, that is your whole intent and purpose in life to make sure that you have life and that you have it more abundantly. That's the purpose for which I was sent. If I was sent by Christ, if I was sent in his place, in his stead, that's what I was sent for so that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. And I'm sorry, I'm, uh, I'm probably just preaching at the choir here, but it's just, it's something that really, since I've had so many different people hit me up with this, with this week, that all of a sudden the relationship that they'd had for years was just cut off. I mean, just, 
just mm-hmm. cut off. And it was for no. Now, in, in the thing with Paul, where he says uh, these guys, these guys that are within the church, within the body, they're they're doing they're they're saying that they're believers. They're saying they're brothers. But yet they're in this adulterous situation. It's a blatant sin. Basically. Yeah, it's a blatant sin. Don't even eat with such a one. But all those other ones out there, you know, don't it, it, he makes a distinction there. He's yeah. saying if they're doing this, huh? How will they know if you're not spending time with them? Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can't just judge that by just saying, Oh, I think you're in a sin. If I'm if I'm walking with you, and that that's one other thing that s- some people have used a lot. No two can walk together unless they be agreed. Well, I can't walk with you because I don't agree with you. No, that isn't what that means. I mean, that's not the essence behind that whole thing. So it's covenant agreement. I mean, this the that's the thing is, if ever there was somebody that sh- could have been should have been might have been cut off was peter right you know his betrayal was real i I I don't personally i don't think and that's the thing is we we judge what we see and we judge intent we want god and we want to be judged by our our behavior and our intent but we we want to be judged by our motives but what we do is we judge others by the action right and uh, we don't judge the intent. We don't know the intent. We don't take time to know the intent. And and so we we just if it if it's inconvenient, we remove it. You know. So it just right. get out. It, it just and Jesus doesn't remove Peter. He, no. he knew. Fact, he says he prayed for him. I prayed yeah. for you that your faith exactly. may be strong. That when you are recovered, you're able to recover all the brethren. Yeah. Exactly. But but Jesus knew his intent, and right. so you know it's just like and and he was. I, I personally, if I look at the incident and I go, I th- I really believe that Jesus looked at Peter and said, "Look, I know you, and and I know right. that you wouldn't want to do this really, because that's why Jesus meets with him around the breakfast fire." And goes back to the relationship, not back to his religion, not back right. to teachings. He goes back to the relationship. Hey, do you love me? We're talking right. relationship there. Right. And and on there was two levels of discussion until they could meet. Um, right. You know, it's it's about the relationship. And I personally, I think we. The church, well, religion divides first off. You know, you've right. got to you've got to ask yourself, why would I cut somebody off in relationship? Especially because they fellow citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Right. It doesn't matter what happens. You know, in two years' time, Steve, I become uh, two and a half years' time. I become an American citizen at that point in time. Well, <laughs> all things being equal, um, and. Uh, then we are fellow citizens of the United States of America. It doesn't matter what happens. I can't right. remove you as a citizen. We are citizens. Right. And that's it. We're fellow citizens. How much more so for the kingdom of heaven? We right. are fellow citizens. We are spiritual new creatures in Christ uh, who are under his jurisdiction, submitted to his constitution, 
right. submitted to relationship with him. And of course, the, the bottom line goes, another scripture comes to my mind right now. 1 John chapter 4 <laughs> is, uh, how can you say you love God who you cannot see and hate? Now, hate can be interpreted in a number of ways. We're not just talking about, uh, you know, kill hate or revenge right, hate. Right, right. Talking about intense despising. Right. So how can you say you love God who you cannot see and say uh, you, is that how it goes? How can you say you love God who you cannot see um, and not love your brother that you can? Right. So, or hate your brother. How can yeah, you? That's, that's you, first Sean two, four. Yes, that one. <laughs> okay, I'll get it. I'll get it. No, that's okay. We got the spirit of it. I mean, that's the thing. That's you the, know, I, I, yeah, it's the spirit of it. That's what the spirit of it is. Exactly. exactly. It may not be technically the right address and the right whatever, yeah. but the spirit of it is there. That's right. You know? That's exactly and the thing to, thing to think about is if I'm a co-heir with you, if I'm a co-heir with you, how can I cut you off? No, you can't. I'm a co-heir. We, we're inheriting the same stuff. Yeah. So at some point in time, we're going to have to work this out. Otherwise, I, and again, I can't imagine that, that when it comes time to be in heaven, you know, it, I, my mansion is right next door to you and I despised you all this time. I mean, how is that going to work? Well, forget the mansion. Just positionally at the table of the park. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. Just positionally. I mean, just... We positioned as sons around the father's table. How do right. you say, you know, and, and that, well, we, we come down to the older brother, the younger brother. How can he have all these things? And I, I've been here the whole time. And right. uh, it's like, dad, you're supposed to reject him because, you know, look what he did to the, the right. Squandered oh, everything. It's my son. He's returned. Um, you've been in the house. You've had access to everything. And, right. and you've despised it in a sense because, you didn't take advantage of it. And he's come back. I'm giving it, restoring him back to everything. That's right. what I choose. We have to, you know, that's the thing, Steve, is and that we have to begin to get the perspective of our father on things, not our right. own perspective on right, it. Right, right, right. You know, because you see, the measure, the measure that I believe that God measures me is the measure I measure everybody else by. So if right. I've got a religious measure that I'm trying to constantly appease, um, get approval, um, you know, somehow work out, my, you know, work to the place that I can like get accepted and right. that I'm good enough. And, and, you know, if I'm, my idea is that God wants the superior kind of uh, spirituality, you know, that right. then only can I relate. So actually I'm more special than you, Steve, you know, because, or you probably might be more special than me. I, I, I just don't know about this, you know, because maybe you, you spend half an hour more praying every day than I do, you know, so you've got to be more spiritual than me, you know, just right. like, uh, no, this is crazy stuff that we got oh. going on. If so, I've been made nigh by the blood of Jesus, if I've been made nigh, you can't get any closer than nigh. My bottom and, line. Yeah, That's I've been made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ, not by what I've done or what I've not done or anything else. You've been made nigh. We're yeah. both just as nigh. Yes, yeah, exactly. We're just as close 
And that, that's, is, I cannot get any closer than you are close. I cannot get any more yeah. power than you've got. I can, I can develop and grow in my gifting and in my faith and things like right, that. But it right. Be more than you, you know, no. it just doesn't, it just doesn't. And we've got to get over this really. I, I mean, I just look at it and I think this is so spiritually immature when you ought to now be teachers and I'm not right. talking about pulpit teachers. You need to be taught the print, the basic principles and truths all over again. Right. And the very first one is is uh, uh, repentance from dead works and faith toward God. I mean, when you think about just that very first one, repentance from dead works and faith toward God, you're going, how much dead works are we still involved in? How much? Huge. Yeah. It's like every time we turn around, we're sloughing off old skin. I mean, old dead works like skin. You know, it's just like all of it's just peeling off because it's like it's 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 there and we don't even know that we're still operating by dead works. Well, because it's, it, we've been so transformed into that way of thinking, into that right. way of behaving. That's the model that's been given to us over and over and over again over the years. You know, I, I am still afraid of the things, the religious things and the religious thinking that's within me. And I'm like really working on these areas because I just feel like it's bondage. Uh, right. It's, just it's blindness to to what's going on this week i spoke um about uh, two episodes i did on blindness you know and right. and uh, the blind lead the blind and both fall in a ditch and i'm going well that's the blind leaders leading the blind followers so right. in other words you can have blind followers as well we follow blindly whatever goes whatever's said right we just do it you know and so we follow the same model of, yeah, just cut everybody off, just remove everybody. The fact of the matter is, we make and we hated that. We hate most of these people that I know that are involved in the doing the cutting off. Hated, hated that. Yes, because yeah. it was done to us in different levels of things. Exactly. And now we're doing exactly the same thing to everybody oh, else. Yeah. Uh, you know, one one leader said to me one day, he said, you know. Surely I've got the option, the elder, um, to choose who I want to spend time with. And I said, well, I, I, I agree. You, you choose who you want, you know, who you right. spend your personal time with, but you can't choose uh, who can relate to you and who doesn't relate to you. Right. And vice versa. So the simple fact of the matter is, is that there's a responsibility brother to brother whether somebody is in somebody's a teacher prophet you know if somebody is a equipping gift a doma gift or if somebody's uh, a another kind of gift you know they, 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 they it doesn't change the relationship at all right you know it's just, and i can't put on you a requirement that i think the relationship uh, should be Ah, okay, so now we come down to something that's a huge problem in business and teams, expectations. Right. Expectations. So the simple fact of the matter is, what I notice with the leaders, oftentimes leaders have an implicit expectation. In other words, an un unwritten, uncommunicated expectation. Right. You dump hoops to get to them. So there's... There's a problem there. So you, you never know if you're good enough or not. And they do it to manipulate you. They do it right. to you jumping. And so 
you one day you get there and they're nice the next day you reject it uh, right it's just like this is ungodly i'm sorry this is pagan and heathen as it comes so on the other hand you've got then people that are being equipped who have expectations and they don't often say what the expectation i don't think sometimes they know what the expectation are but they have expectations and if you don't jump high dance far you know spit long enough then you just like out you know and and right. uh, all of dance the, monkey yes it, it just reveals our absolute immaturity right because no yeah, a lot of the same things happen even though there's an unwritten or an implicit um, um, how did you say that expectation in the relationship I may not know exactly what that is, but usually on the exit note, usually on the exit time, they'll usually give a hint to it. Yeah. I really expected it should have been something. I had a, um, a brother, <laughs> I'll put it that way, is natural, my natural brother years ago uh, said that uh, unless you come back and repent to me, uh, we cannot have a relationship. I, I denounce you as my brother. Uh, now I don't know what I'm to repent of number one. Uh, I've since then found out what he wants me to repent of, but I never did that, you know, and I've explained that several times since then, that that's not, wasn't the case that this, this is what actually took place. And, and, but yet that, that is still there, that, that feeling is still there, that whatever is still there that scratch that didn't jump that, that hoop. pardon me you didn't jump that hoop no yeah yeah so now in order because it is a controlling thing in order to get back into right relationship i have to jump through these series of hoops until i'm actually accepted and approved again now that that is a like you said it's playing out now demonic it's manipulative it's not Christ-like because he didn't have us jump through a bunch of hoops. I will never leave you nor forsake you, not even to the end of the age. I mean, my heart is always towards you. My eye is continually towards you. Uh, you're the apple of my eye. I mean, he says all those things about his bride. If that's the case, then my eye should always be continually toward you. I should ever live to make intercession for you. Uh, I could, I should come not to be ministered unto, but to, but to minister, you know, to serve you. I should not come just to try to figure out what I can get, but I've, I've been sent that you might have life and that more abundantly. I mean, if I think about just those few things that, that Christ was sent for, then my whole purpose in this relationship is to do that, not to try to put you in a certain place to where now you have to jump through certain hoops in order to keep this relationship alive. Ah, but that's it. You see, that's exactly what it is. It's like we've grown up with this kingdoms of this world kind of mentality or right. Yeah. Is that that's the only way to keep a relationship is to meet expectations. We don't know what they are, no. You know, it's like, yeah, but I have it. them and you better tickle my fancy. Otherwise my fancy is not going to like you very much, you know? So. Right. And, and the problem is that expectation keeps moving probably because we don't know what it is anyway, but, exactly. but it, once you reach something and this is, I, I remember asking my kids and my wife one time, I said, do you feel like I love you or do you know, I love you? 
And they said, we know that you love us, but we really don't feel it. And that broke my heart. I mean, that just really, because they said, what happens is, is that you say something, you have a certain standard that we know that we are supposed to attain or whatever, and you instruct us and whatever. But as soon as we get to that place, you move the boundaries again. So now we're never good enough. We've never reached it. We've never, and that's what you feel like. You're always chasing this carrot around, around a racetrack and you're never going to catch it. You're never going to like in a dog race, you know, they have that rabbit that runs around in front of all the dogs. You're never going to catch the rabbit. In fact, if you ever catch the rabbit, they have to put the dog down because he's no good for the race anymore. So did you, did, did we freeze up? Or are we okay? okay? Oh, I saw you blink. We're okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting very slow. <laughs> uh, oh, I, the um, in, internet is a little unstable, but we'll just keep trucking. Yeah. Along. We'll keep, keep pushing along. Yeah. We'll just keep trucking along. So yeah, that, and that's, that is the, the whole concept of it. I mean, listen, they, they are, they are, uh, relationships that are more intimate than others. So Jesus right. had, had the one Peter that he was mentoring who would take up the, the back. Yeah. Then he then had, had the, the three. three which, which, so he drew them into, into more intimate settings where they could see a more authentic or a more transparent part of who right. he was and how he operated. Then you have the 12 who right. want to see more. And then he spent a lot of time mentoring and developing and empowering and equipping, getting ready. Yeah. Then he out. had the 70, which was out beyond 70, that. But they were more like, okay, they're going to be the support structure to the, to the right. later on. Right. And then you have the 500, which were out there and the ladies that were traveling right. with him who were in the support structure um, situation as well. In the end, I mean, when when they started the day of Pentecost, there was 500. When it finished, there was only 120. So the others mm. just like fell off by the wayside. So the ones that were like really pursuing the 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 whole kingdom of God and and the strategy that Jesus laid out, they stayed with it, and so they they saw what what transpired and they caught that, and that's where it went. And, but we still know that the 11, it says Peter stood up with the 11. <laughs> so, right. So the 11, uh, or yeah, so we, we see the 11 is constantly the ones carrying that, that strategy of colonizing the earth with the kingdom of God. So right. we, we know that there are those areas. Um, and Jesus, when, um, I can't remember the exact place of the scripture but it says that they were all up on the mountain and jesus went amongst so there was like 500 guys up there for as his disciples followers and he chooses the 12 to be with him <laughs> so in a he goes in amongst them and chooses 12 so he made it very clear that this is going to be the team that carries it out. So he spends time with the team, investing in the team. The others were around and they could or, or, or 
couldn't, well, not couldn't, they could or didn't want to get more or get less. It's just up to them. But so we do have levels or not levels. Yeah, we got sort of degrees, if you may, of, of intimacy. But it doesn't change right. anybody's ability to have a relationship. Right, so right. We, we've got to understand that we're building a team. We're building more. I, we cannot be a forever person sharing. I have people constantly sending messages from all around the world every day, all the time, saying, hi, how are you? Right, I right. I just can't answer. I mean, I can do like one script. Hello, I'm fine. How are you? You know, and I can just keep, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I don't work like that. I just don't work like that. You know, no. some people have asked me questions and then I dive in and I share right. more of my heart with them. So when they're actually pursuing a little deeper, I give them more. But right. I cannot answer every hello, how are you? I cannot um, spend time can, with 2,000 people in a Facebook yeah. group. You know, you can, also tell, you can also tell when somebody is drawing from the well, too. Yeah. As opposed to just somebody that's just hanging on to the faucet. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. They're actually turning the spigot on and you can feel it beginning to pour out. And it's not a matter of you're trying to give that. It's just a matter of there's a certain draw that's put on your spirit, man, that that wants it. It desires to give that back out. And it's not it's not a matter that I desire the relationship more. It's just there's that there's that drawing from that well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a connection there that's by the Spirit of God. Uh, just like Paul said. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Paul said. He said, I have, I'm apostle to you, but not to everybody. But to every, everybody has, there's a different measure that extends toward you than it does toward other people. I, there's a different measure, even in relationship, there's a measure that goes with that, that I I'm constantly aware of. And like you said, you know, since not just since we started doing this, but since I started doing a bunch of the other stuff that I have, I've got probably, I don't know, I I'd say hundreds of people. I don't know about thousands, but I do have hundreds of people that, that, uh, you know, write in or text in or whatever, you know, and they respond to certain things. And I don't respond to every one of them, just like you, you know, but, but if they respond something that draws something out of me, well, of course, I'm going to go ahead and respond to that because yeah. they're asking, they're asking a, a real question. Yeah. They're asking something out of a need to tap that spirit of Melchizedek, that the one, the reason I'm sent by Christ to that whole situation in the beginning, they're tapping that. They're tapping the Prince of Peace within me. They're tapping Melchizedek. They're tapping that, the whole reason which I was sent um, and, and the purpose that's in there. And it draws on that. And I'm not saying that everybody has to be around you and be a sucker, you know, just suck stuff out of you. But I'm talking about there's a certain amount of, of, of just like you and I will talk together, but I know there's a, a, there's a mutual it's a koinonia. There's a mutual contribution. There's a mutual drawing. There's a mutual 
And of course, that's what that communion means. The koinonia means that mutual contribution. It's a mutual drawing from one another. It's like two bones coming together. And because the two bones together come together, now all of a sudden there's strength in that joint and the marrow and the life begins to flow back and forth right there at that joint and begins to make that whole thing stronger. Yeah. And that's, that's, I guess, what you look for because it says that the word of God is the only thing that discerns between the joints and the marrow, the th even the thoughts and the intents of our heart, right. because that word of God is what's put you together. And if, if that's not, if that's not growing something in there, then just kind of naturally, I, I don't have the, I, there's nothing in me that clicks to go ahead and, and, push toward that does does am i making sense on that or not no absolutely you're looking for that that's something that yeah i mean you know jesus sat with his disciples with his with his team in matthew 13 and he said to you it's given to know because they came to him and said tell us what that parable means and he said oh that's true it's given to know the mysteries the secrets the inner right. truth, the, the deeper principles of of the kingdom of God, but to them, it's not given. It, it's not. They're not ready for it. They they see, but they don't see hearing because they were still caught up in religion, and right. and under religious, they were the they were the blind followers following the blind leaders. So right. they they still had that blind relationship. Oh my goodness! We just look around the world, and I see so many blind leaders in more ways than one. And, and have no clue where they're going, why they're going, how to do, you know, what to do, and they, yet they're on their way, and here's everybody religiously following along, saying, and when you've got blind leaders, they have a responsibility to see, uh, and they can't see, and um, you've got blind followers who have a responsibility to be seeing followers, <laughs> not blind followers, yeah. you can't. And if the eye be not whole. The whole thing is dark, yeah. Yeah. The whole so, thing is, and, you know, groping around in darkness. Yeah, and then and that's the thing is that you know when uh, anyway, let's not get into that right now. But um, <laughs> just like a stir up another hornet's nest. But um, yeah, that, that's that to me is. I mean, I had an incident. I disagreed with one person. I disagreed. They disagreed with me, and so there was a leadership issue. In, involved in it they didn't like the way i was seeing it and and i just felt like they were stuck i feel like they anyway it doesn't so the the fact of the matter is i separated myself from that situation i didn't separate the relationship i said i am still here i'm separating i'm going to step out of the situation because i do not want to create more of a problem for you i don't want to create right. a problem for you and and so I understand boundaries. You know, that's the thing is like, I don't need rules and regulations to guide me. Religion puts laws, obligations, regulations on you to, to uh, conform you. To right, right. Conform. That's, that's the key word right there, conform. So they want you to conform to a certain way, to a certain stereotypical response or reaction. And I'm, I don't operate by that. I, it's like, I know as a kingdom person, and I'm not saying I got it all, please misunderstand, misunderstand me, but 
I, is, I know there's enough to understand that when I walk into a situation, there are boundaries. I understand. There's boundaries in our relationship. I understand that. And so I respect that. I adhere to that. I don't cross those boundaries. I, you know, there's, there's just boundaries that common sense, spiritually common sense, if you may, you know, just like spiritual sense uh, on what the boundaries are and you operate within those boundaries. And so I understand that I walked away from the situation and said, I am available, but I'm, what I'm doing is I'm walking out of that situation because right. I don't want to cross those boundaries in this right. situation and violate that for you. And so I walked away um, physically from the situation, but made myself available. It was handled terribly. And the bottom line is, none of the people talked to me <laughs> that I was re in relationship with that at point in time. No, in fact, I followed up on some of them and nobody talks to me. And, you know, I just said to Michelle, religion, right. that is the thing. That's what religion does. Religion separates. Right. Divisive. It strive, it strives against things. It has no concept of boundaries. It has no concept of relationship it doesn't build relationships it's all about conformance you've got to conform and if you don't conform we reject you so right. i think about one uh, john chapter nine here's a blind guy born blind okay and that the works of god can be revealed in him. i think he was there just to re so jesus could show them the difference between religion and the kingdom so right. He, he uh, does not conform because he says, hey, here's a guy. I, I don't know about you, he says, to them, he says but um, nobody's opened the eyes of someone blind unless they, they're of God. And this guy opened my eyes. I was born blind right. and now I can right. see. He must be of God. <laughs> so who are you to teach us? I, we tell you what we're going to do. We're going to excommunicate you out of our religion. Jesus right. comes to him and says, hey, do you know who the son of man is? And he goes, uh, no, Lord. And he goes, well, you're looking at him. He, goes, yeah. well, he falls down and he says, well, I worship you. And he, goes, he says, well, yeah, you're, you're going to be okay. <laughs> Don't worry about the religion. <laughs> you're going to be okay because now you can see. And that's right. the thing is now you can see. So the Pharisees are standing by and they're going, well, what about us? What do you say about us? And he says, the simple fact that you say you can see, it means that you're actually still blind in your sin. You're caught. He says, if you weren't, if, if you uh, weren't like that, then you would be okay. But because you say you see, he said, but I, I came to let the blind see. And, right. so, you know, if a relationship is into me, see, that's the intimacy. You know, we always use that in the church. Intimacy, yeah. It's the intimacy. And what does that mean? It means like we have this transparent, authentic relationship with each other. I don't have to hide stuff. I don't have to be different. I don't have to jump whoops. We have a secure relationship, have had for 20 years. I think it's nearly 20, 20 years since. Yeah, and we haven't always agreed on everything either necessarily. Oh, if, we, yeah. if, we, if we dig deep enough, we'll probably find things that we don't, we don't agree on. But that's... That's not the issue. The issue is not trying to, that, that I'm not going to try and impose on you. I mean, we preach at each other all the time. We walk away. <laughs> oh, that was good. And that was, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, whatever, you know, but I still love you. It's okay. We'll see you Friday. <laughs> you know? now, I understand where you're coming from on that. Okay, all right. I excuse yeah, yeah. that one. No, I'll get it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you'll get it later. Um, yeah. But it's okay because we've got that we've got that relationship, you know, and this, where's the body of Christ on this? You know, just like, where is the family of God? Where are the sons of God on this? Right. It's non-existent. The thing that bothers me the most, because we cannot get it together when it comes to relationship in the church. We cannot. Right. We just cannot. It's either me or nothing at all. It's, right. it's either me. And I'm not talking about, again, you know, the way you see building something might be totally different to the way I see building something. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that you and I are related. We are right. connected. We are uh, influence. We've gone beyond influence blessing. We now in accountability. That's really, I have a different, I have a different gate to build. You yeah. know, like when Nehemiah came back and he looked for different family or looked for different people that were to build, you know, and they were to be ambidextrous. They're to carry the sword in one hand and to carry the hammer in the other. And uh, to, the interesting thing was, is he didn't put them all to work on the same portion of the wall. Yeah. This family built this particular gate in this portion of the wall. This family did this, and this this group did this, and this group did this. And 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 for some reason, we think everybody has to be building exactly the same thing. I I wasn't so, sent to build exactly. what you build. I really wasn't. And now there's some things we can build together and we know that. But that's the thing is interrelation. Inter right. So right. integration or not integration, interrelation or um, the word is inter... Um, just trying to think of the word now. Anyway, synergy. Synergy is the simple fact is that I um, acknowledge, respect, and welcome your gifting. Right, right. You, you know See, what I'm saying? So I, if I'm mature, as a mature right. person, now, whether it is in the world or because, you know, you'll find immature managers or immature leaders, there can be no other person except me. And right. I am the boss and I'm right. That's it. You know, the, the quote goes, um, um, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not right because I'm the boss. Um, I'm the boss, therefore I'm always right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so uh, the thing, the thing we get confused on, Sean, and this is the thing that gets me, I guess, is like you and I'll be talking about something, or we're, I'm brought into a certain situation. We're talking about the, the kingdom leadership equipping, but we're talking about it from the term of a corporate structure or a team building or something like that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to build the way I build or build exactly the way I would do it uh, and, and continue to talk the way I talk in order to help you in that particular situation. If I was brought in by you to help something, I'm going to help you. Yeah. Now, this is a, this is a different thing because we're both just kind of knocking. It's like tennis. We're knocking the ball back and forth across the net. But I know once again, is that my, if I bring you into something, I know good and well that you will speak to that to help build what I'm building because we are not, we are not so individualistic that we think that we have to just build who we are all the time because but I want to help you build, build what you're building. 
we, we're not the only builders. Right, right, right. You know, we need other giftings. Yeah. We need those other giftings. Right. And just like when my son was learning uh, bass guitar, I didn't know a thing about bass guitar. I sent him to somebody who knew about bass guitar. Right. Because I didn't know that. And so um, the, I guess, you know, we've been doing this, like you said, for like 20 years, uh, but it was out of, it was birthed out of relationship. It wasn't birthed out of an idea to have a ministry. It was birthed out of both of us trying to survive something or learn how to survive and learn how to build together something that we knew we were supposed to be building, but we didn't quite know how to do it yet. Yeah. And still may not know exactly how to do it yet. But the fact is, is that even doing this, we're building one another up. Ah. And that's where it starts. I build on the bone or on the stone or on the whatever that's next to me. That's what I build with. I'm not trying to build a hundred miles down the road. I'm trying to build with those that are right next to me and equip them and build them the best I possibly can. So that they have whatever it is that they, they have the life that they need to carry on the next minute or the next day or whatever. So, and, and I'm not thinking about that. I'm not thinking, well, I've got to build this relationship. I got to, you know, I, you don't think about that because it's very, it's life. It's what you do with the life of it. Yeah. It's the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus. It's not a, it's not the order of the relationship. It's not the principles of the relationship. It's not anything else. It's the life of the relationship. Ultimately, yeah. yeah. And that's what we're going for. And sure, there's certain principles and stuff like that, that we operate by. But like I said, I, if you're doing something, and I recognize that it's something that Christ is doing, I'm going to come alongside and come under that naturally. Yeah. I don't care what our position is. Well, well it comes down to the, you know, the motivation is love. Right. But the channel is service. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a good way to put that. You, know, you got to write that down. Write I, it down, Sean. You know, it's like, <laughs> You know, I'm just, I'm just simplifying it to me. Is this, I mean, what you're saying is, I if I if you invite me to 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 participate with you in building something, then right. I'm coming in to serve you. I'm not coming in to lord it. I'm not coming right. in to you know carve out my position or carve right. out my. I am, and that takes security. That takes right. absolute. I am confident in my purpose and what I have to do. Um, I, I don't have clarity on everything that I have to do, but I know what my gifting is. I know who I am. And, and therefore, right. I come in and say, this is my gift, Steve. When you call me in, I'm going, how can I serve you? Right. You know, it's just that's, that's the way I view it. It's just like, I'm going to wash your feet, not physically. Right. I'm going to come in and serve whatever you're doing and because you might not want to wash my feet you have to use a grinder to get my toenails off exactly so. <laughs> you know what you're speaking to right now is very important because i i got in trouble for this a lot uh because i was an elder quote unquote you know i was one of the supreme beings um you know we all dressed alike and then whenever the music turned on we did our little turns and moves and whatever but uh the supremes but anyway the uh to to watch to watch a brother who is a quote deacon who is 
under the elders, supposedly, you know, I, I'm talking, I'm talking across, across um, religious ideas here. Okay. He's a, he's just a deacon, just a deacon. And he's doing something like welding on something or he's building something. I automatically come under that because I'm helping him build that. It's not that I'm over him. It's not that he is over that particular thing. He was given the administration of the, that by God. What makes me think I'm going to come in and be over something that he has the administration? It's his administration by Christ. So therefore, I come under that. I come under Christ. I submit to God. Then I can resist the devil and he will flee. But if I come in trying to push my position and my, my way of thinking and my impositions upon that relationship, well, our relationship is actually me an elder and you a deacon. Ah, I mean, now we're positional. Yeah, now we're positional. And, and now we're never going to get anything done. And you're going to feel that yeah. every single time we come together. But that's not, that's not our intent. Our intent is... What is it Christ is called? Well, then I'm coming alongside to help you build that, whatever it is. And, um, you know, if I'm given to help you build it, I'm going to come under that. I'm going to come under Christ in that. Okay. So it's a whole different way of thinking. It's, it's a Melchizedek priesthood. You're a king and a priest. I'm a king and a priest. But if the God, if Jesus Christ has given you the administration, because there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. He has given you the ministry. I'm going to come under him and his rule and his reign and his authority. And thereby knowing that if I'm under that authority, I'm going to have authority. But that's the very simplistic thing of faith. I mean, I've not seen so much greater faith in all of Israel than to realize that I'm a man under authority. And yes, I have people in authority, but I'm a man under authority. I want to find out what Christ is doing. And I'm going to help you do it if you're the one that has administration of it. So it's a whole different, it's a different way of looking at things rather than positionally thinking or putting certain requirements on our relationship that aren't even there. Yeah, and that's it. And you know, the thing about it is right now, the world is divided in so right. many opinions and so many different concepts, even within the body of Christ. And of course, you know, my message is like, I'm constantly um, onto people about, your your mindset has to be kingdom, not your opinion. You know? Right. Please, for goodness sake, let's get out of this being moved by what's going on around us. This is the last place we should be. And yet people are there. You know, it's just like. Yeah, because I'm a leader. I can give you my, my opinion and you're supposed to follow. No way. Are you serious? Yeah. And if you don't agree with me. I'll cut you off. Slip, slip, you know, and that's. You know, both you and I have seen that over the years, over and over, done again and again and again. You know, it's right. just, like, just just because I'm not like that, the people that actually talk to me who and people that I've spoken to, I've taken people to coffee, you know, and just spend time with them, sharing with them, encourage them, inspire them for in their Christian walk. The Christian, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> faith walk, you know, it's just like, I, you know. Anyway, so, in, and how many of them have said, I just don't fit. I don't fit into this. Right, right. You no, know, I don't. They're I don't right. Fit. I'm not accepted. I, you know, I'm, 
you know, why, why am I not accepted? I, I just cannot ad, ad, uh, conform to their, you know, stereotypical thing. And so it goes on and on and on so many times, so many times. And we are our worst enemy in spreading the message of the kingdom of God in the earth. Right. Honestly, we are. We are the worst because people have looked at me and said, why are, and hey, you know, when I was pastoring as a leader, I made the same mistakes because I oh, just yeah. picked up on what other people said, you know, I, and what other people did. It was the model that was given to us, but the transformation that I'm experiencing now over the past um, 15 years or so is just, you know, that the Five value... Minutes. The value is on the relationship because yeah. that's what Christ values with us. He doesn't value your works. He doesn't value. No. God speaks to Jesus in the, in the, in the baptismal water with John the Baptist and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Right. And, and he hadn't done anything. <laughs> right. He wasn't a synagogue rabbi. He wasn't a prophet at that point in time. Oh, that wasn't prophesying. He was just living his life. And God speaks that to him and affirms him in that. That spoke volumes to me. So when I meet people, regardless of whether they're doing stuff, you know, one of the biggest struggles I had, Steve, was when, when we went through our crisis in Cape Town and lost everything, and, you know, um, the thing that bugged me the most was, I, I, I mean, I'd been 20 years in ministry, I've been right. 20 years building a building a, a local um, church from zero to to actually making an impact, making a noise, doing stuff. You know, people's lives have been touched and got saved, and you know the normal churchy stuff. But right, and yet, so I was a, an elder, if you may, in that and with the gifting, and but when that happened. It was like, boom, baby, you are nobody. You are nothing. Right. You are, right. you know, you can't, you can't come and fellowship with us because you are now nobody. And, it, and that was the, the church. You cannot have a relationship with us because you're nobody. Let us tell you about our ministry. You know, right. just, you need to come to our ministry. And it's just like, one of the things that I found, and, and I've gone around the world doing this, is when I find somebody that's lost everything or had a, a crash or even a moral failure. The first thing right. I do is begin to uh, affirm their standing in God. Right. First as a son of God, and then their gifting. Said, just because you're not in the ministry, whatever that means, um, doesn't change the fact that you are an elder. Doesn't change it. You are an elder of God. You've been ordained as an elder. You're functioning as an elder. That's what you are. And so affirm that in them. Because why, why do we go and reject that? You know, just, right. I remember one guy, I, was, I called him up and, uh, and I was just struggling. It was a, a time in my life and not, not recently, that was a struggle too, but um, this was a, <laughs> a struggle. And I was just struggling in my own self-esteem. You know, I was just struggling in my own right. self. And, and that was the problem was because you're nobody, you know, just like nobody. And, um, and I, a guy called me from another country, picked up the phone, called me from another country. And he said to me, he said, 
he just began to prophesy over me. I, you know, just on the phone, just began to prophesy and prophesy. I sat there bawling my eyes. The whole family sitting around. They don't know what's going on. And I'm like bawling my because it was like this heavy load of depression was lifting the more he prophesied, right. you know. And, uh, and then he said to me, he says, where are you? Who are you spending time with? Now, this guy doesn't know me very well. I mean, he knows we've right. lunches together and stuff like that every now and again uh, previously in the years. But and so he goes, who are you spending time with? And I said, well, <laughs> you know, I can't connect with them because he said, listen, if those guys love you, they would be in your kitchen and they would be praying you through this time in your life. And I thought, that true that is. You know, it's just like, he said, if these elders and these ministers, if they truly valued you and, and valued who you are, where you've been, they would be coming and sitting in your kitchen and praying you through the situation. But we value the work more than the relationship. My program more than the relationship. You right, know, my right. My ministry more than the relationship. It's like when, 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 you know, we had a situation where one of my children was going through a very difficult time, just got on the phone and said, they're having, I, I'm struggling, I don't know what to do, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, he was just in tears. Um, one son put up the money, bought the tickets, I flew out. Michelle had just flown back after three months of being away. She, just, she flew back the, the, that day. The next day, I flew out to that child and spent... Um, I don't know, it was two weeks or three weeks with, with him and his wife and just helping them through a difficult situation that they were in. And so it's just, that's what we do as family. You know, I remember I was speaking with some, some guys and, and they, their spiritual dad, if you may, uh, suddenly um, just packed up, disappeared. I mean, just packed up and said, I don't want nothing to do. And, and they were like, um, you know, we're feeling judged and we've been controlled and stuff. I, I said, listen, you called him for 15 years. You called him spiritual dad and all the rest of it, the, the apostolic gift. And so what are you doing about it? They said, what do you mean? I said, if, if it was me, I, and I've been there. So I've been when everybody left me and two guys stuck with me for another two years, two, three guys stuck with me. And they didn't know how to do it, but they just stuck with me. And it meant the world to me, just having them stick with me. And I said, why aren't you guys on a plane, one by one, going and taking him for a walk? Don't talk ministry. Don't talk position. Don't talk church. Just being a friend. Just being right. a friend. I said, that's the problem is you've got this over-under mentality. So when he falls, we up. So he's under us. We over. We reject. I don't care what he's done or done, not done. You know, the relationship is not on the table. It's never negotiable. Right. But, but it's easy to say that until the crisis comes. So right. You should be there sitting there and saying, he says, I don't want to talk to you. That's fine. I'm just going to be around. Let's yeah. go for a walk on the beach. You know, let's not talk about ministry. Let's just talk about life. Let's talk about the beach. Let's talk about... Just be, where are those kind of relationships? We don't know them. We don't know. Jesus meets that, that betrayal around a breakfast fire. Right. We don't know how long that breakfast fire lasted because he, he was cooking food and they were sitting there and stuff. And then he just reaches over and he goes, Peter, he doesn't say, Peter, you betrayed me. Peter, you, you, 
You were unfaithful to the yeah. ministry. Peter, you had a moral failure. Peter, you know, uh, you were my most trusted advisor or whatever the story is. Look what you did. Don't you understand? Right. I mean, he didn't do that. He reached over and he said, Peter, do you love me? <laughs> right, right. I, I, you know, how do you reduce it any less than that or any more base, any more foundational than that? And from there, he built, built upwards from there. Steve, I... You know, I, I hear your heart, bro. <laughs> just like, and yes, you can hear. It's just like this bugs me to no extent, you know, just. It's... Right. Well, the thing is, it's not just an isolated event. This is something that, I mean, guys from different parts of the country, different parts of the world that are calling me or, or messaging me, telling me they're having this situation right now. I'm yeah. going, what, what, what is, has triggered this? It's almost like the same the spirit of that, the spirit of that is at work right now, whatever that spirit is behind it. And it's, it's causing this to happen. And, and one thing I said to one of the guys, I said, that's, that's kind of the mark of a, of a cult is that, is that if you don't agree with me, I'm going to cut you off and I'm going to, you know, condemn, because nobody can, yeah, nobody can talk into my situation. We had that situation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's one thing that I've, I've learned, uh, I've really learned from you, uh, because Christ, Christ has driven that home with us so much, but it's come from you being a Melchizedek sent into my life to affirm that is that relationship is non-negotiable. And I don't care how many times we have to say that to get that through, not just our skulls, but everybody else relationship is non-negotiable just because you disagree or just because I'm not living up to the certain hoops. I haven't made it through all the hoops that you think I need to, in order to maintain this relationship. I don't even know what the hoops are most of the time. Exactly. So, you know, why have me keep jumping through them? It's, it's a control issue. Somehow or other, the person is insecure to where they don't, they don't, like you and I, we won't even talk for maybe sometimes if we don't do this, you know, the Friday things, we don't talk every single day. Sometimes I'll call, you know, sometimes during the middle of the week, um, you know, but you don't send me flowers, you know, you don't, you know, <laughs> you know, let's just say, well, yeah, I feel left out because, you know, you haven't contacted me or anything, um, you know, and if, if we don't do a Friday thing, well, no big deal. We'll catch up on it the next time. So it's, I don't know. There's a certain understanding that, that comes with the security of knowing uh, it's a rest and a peace in that knowing that the relationship is non-negotiable. I guess that's it. It's a rest and a peace that you come to because then you don't feel under pressure or obligation for anything. And I don't, yeah. it's just, we know it's there. And it's like, um, it's like, I, I wish a lot of marriages could get to that place where, you know, I don't feel like there's these unspoken, um, prayer requests that I have to jump through, <laughs> you know, I have to somehow or other, uh, I don't know what they are, but yet somehow I have to make it through that particular day or else, uh, you know, I'm not accepted or approved that day. And you just feel like you're always chasing this, this elusive idea. 
It's like they have a, that's it. We're, we're commanded to cast down images. What happens if there's a false image concerning our relationship? It's a false expectation. Yeah, I'm, I'm, eventually I'll cast it down because naturally that's what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to cast down any sort of false image. So it doesn't mean I'm going to cut you off. I'm there trying to cast down a false image. I'm not going to cut you off or make sure that you go away or anything else. There's a false image somehow in this relationship and I'm going to make sure that it's torn down somehow. And so there is a false image in a lot of relationships that, that just, it's just not supposed to be there. And I'm not consciously doing it. It's just, that's what Christ in us does is to cast down false images. So, uh, uh, you know, that's why we're hound dog in this right now, because there's some false images of relationship, not just out there, but even within ourselves that, that has to be cast down. Yeah. And, and it's not uh, perfections, Steve. It's not like we, we're always going to be perfect in it. No, no. You know, that, that's the thing. It's just like, okay. Well, I know I am, but. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to get it wrong. But the bottom line is we get it wrong with the father as well. But right. again, I come to the fact is that if we think we have to kind of, or we think others have got to meet some kind of standard to, to relate to the father. And right. have a relationship with Christ, you know, then that's what we impose on others. And of course, we, it's always never us, it's them, you know. Right, right. Them. Yeah, it's always somebody else. They haven't lived up to that expect our expectation of what it means. Of what that means, exactly. Right. But, but really, we've got to go back to being secure in our relationship with our Father, our relationship with Christ as King, and, and then our relationship with ourselves as kings and priests unto God. Right. Uh, you know, then we be, we have this secure place of I'm not intimidated by you. I'm not threatened by you. I I'm not uh, offended by you. I don't have to be. You know, it's right. just, okay. We, we may disagree on something. I walk away. Like, okay, Steve. You know, <laughs> good on you, buddy. But you know what? Next day we back on the phone. We back sharing. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that happens, but I'm just saying it's right, just right. that it, it's. That's the kind of situation we have. But we have right now, in this country, in the world, we have a very divisive spirit going on in the nations and in this country. Very divisive. Right. It, it's, dividing, it's dividing in opinions. It's dividing in points of view. It's dividing in concepts. It's dividing in cultures. It's dividing in races. It's dividing in many, many facets. There right. is a spirit of division taking place in our country right now. And the last thing we need is the body of Christ contributing to those divisions. We are right. peacemakers. We are bridge builders. We are reconcilers because we are ambassadors. We are ambassadors not of our culture. We're not ambassadors of our society. We're not ambassadors even of our nation. We are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. As sons of God, that's what we've got to be doing. We've got to be stepping up to the plate. We've got to be stepping out into the place where we are healers. We're not trying to reconcile your point of view and somebody else's point of view. We are not trying to put together how I see it and how you see it. Right. We're, not trying to, we're not trying to heal different polar 
points of the nation. We're coming and we're saying, this is the standard. And not because we say it, but because we are in. I'm not holding right. it against you to be of a different culture. I'm not holding it against you to be of a different opinion or a different concept. I am the one that comes in and says, I am the agent of change. I am the bridge builder. I am the reconciler. I am an ambassador for the kingdom of heaven. Until we get that, we will constantly be contributing to the great divide of whatever's going on. Right. Because I've been given the ministry of reconciliation. Exactly. I've been given that. Exactly. As ambassadors. As right. ambassadors. And the biggest thing we need to do is go and study what that means. What does it mean to be an ambassador of a nation? You do not right. speak for yourself. You never do. You never represent yourself. You never hear ambassadors saying, getting up and saying, well, I think. Never. Right. They Ever. speak on behalf of the government. Right. Always. Plus, they're knowledgeable. They're knowledgeable about what's going on, how it works, etc. And the most of all, they're knowledgeable about their relationship with their government. That's it. Right. They always ask. Okay. If an ambassador is called back, it means they've committed high treason, or they've they've betrayed their, their country, or they've spoken on their own, or they've been fraudulent in some way, and they get recalled end of their um, ambassadorial duties. We are ambassadors of Christ. We are right. ambassadors of the kingdom of God. We, God help us if we get recalled. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and we, and, okay. So that's just, I don't know. It's just on my heart <laughs> about, um, about the bigger picture of things, but yeah. Know, and the thing is that because we see this all the time, Steve, is people on, social media and social media is not a relationship let's just no. get down to it social media is not a relationship i like i like i like it doesn't mean i have a relationship with you you know i don't know i've got 625 friends yeah. i know it's a, <laughs> all, friends, all have an expectation yeah, you know i've got two thousand many two thousand people in a facebook group and they all think that they're the only ones there and i understand and that's fine i want them to feel like that but they mustn't all feel like I'm the only one that can supply, you know, it's just right. like, it's not right. possible. It's just not possible to have a relationship with 2000 people. It's right. not possible. However, there are those that I relate to. And I promise you, I sit, I sit with a couple of young guys and I sit, say, you know what? All right. I'm submitted to you in this situation. I'm, I'm being transparent right here. Uh, this is not an over under situation, you know? But yet they respect where I come from. They seek my right. wisdom. They seek my advice on things. And, and most of the time I ask them, what do you think? You know, how, where do you feel this needs to fit in? And I, I submit to them my own ideas, my own vision, my own uh, whatever. And I say, what do you think about this? And get yeah. the input. We can do that. I have that close relationship with them. I value that relationship with them simply because we are walking that out together. Yeah. The most important thing I ever learned about sonship was not because somebody fathered me. It was watching and walking with them through their sonship. Right. Exactly. That, that's what I learned the most from is watching their sonship. Yeah. And that's what people are going to watch. They're not going to, they're not going to listen to what I say necessarily. They're going to watch my sonship. Exactly. And that's what's going to be an example to them. Follow me as I follow Christ. I mean, that's what Paul said. So uh, unless we have that relationship, they're not going to know 
what to even do unless I'm transparent enough to say, Hey, I'm struggling a little bit here. And they watch my sonship on how it works out. How else are they going to know how to do that? Exactly. Exactly right, Steve. And, and that, you know, um, Stephen Covey said, you speak, you're, you're, you, what you do speaks so loudly. I, you know, I can't even hear yeah. what you say, you know. And like, we, we, that's the thing is we, we too easily preach, throw scriptures at people, um, you know, tell them how wonderful our church is, but they cannot see it in the community. And right. the world is looking for it. The world is divided simply because we haven't been able to show them. We, right. haven't, we haven't shown them what true relationship is. When I tell people go, you know, how come you're not, you know, how come you're not with, you know, connected with those people? And like, I don't know, you know, I got sort of cut off from that whole thing, you know, so, oh, okay. You know, just that's, that's the world. The world is going because they see and they don't right. know. You right. know? And listen, the next generation, our kids are going, okay, that's what, what church and ministry is about don't want anything part of it yeah so you know i'm trying i'm trying to bypass that whole religious situation and go how can i find the people that just want to relate just want to have relationship just want to sit and we met michelle and i we went and and had dinner with a couple the other night and i mean they were just sharing stuff on their heart and what they you know and it's just like and i started sharing about kingdom and and whatever with them and they just hey, we want to meet with you more often. You know, can we can we spend right. time with you? So sure, you know, it's a, because I'm not looking for a meeting. I just let's have a let's have dinner. You know, right? Put our, up our feet, eat popcorn. I don't care what we do. You know, sit around a fire, whatever. It's just but let's build relationship most. Food. Yeah, there was a there was a, a, a some people that were out by where I have the boat right now. And, uh, I just met him through the fact that the boat had gotten loose and he helped me try to get it back yeah. and he had a boat and everything. And so they invited us over for, um, for like a barbecue thing. And there was a bunch of people there and I thought, you know, this is, they were drinking and they were doing whatever, and they were playing some music and stuff. And, and I'm thinking, this is what Christ would have done because it's not, it's not about how much I can teach or preach to you. It's a matter of living there and being there and showing you the love of Christ because I care about you. Yeah. I care about you. Uh, that's one thing, you know, I told you, I was just on the phone just before uh, you called and said, Hey, we meeting today. <laughs> you know, I was on the phone with this young man who, who, who was basically cut off from uh, some of his previous mentors and stuff because he went to a, um, a, a same sex marriage. And, uh, the thing was, is that one of the, one of the people had invited him and he said, yeah, I know that. And, and that person knew that I don't agree with any of this, but they also knew that I love them enough that I was there for them. And regardless of whether or not you believe, you know, somebody here listening believes that that is the correct thing that's what he felt like in his heart the lord was telling him to do show this person love otherwise everything that you've talked about up to this point is basically null and void without love what else can there be and he said i know that this person knew that i love them enough yeah i don't believe in what they're doing yeah i don't agree with that but i'm there for you i love you 
And no matter what goes on in life, I'm still going to be there for you. And that to me, I mean, this guy's a young, young guy. And, you know, I mean, he, and here he is standing up for this. And he says, I know that a lot of people don't agree with that. He says, I have much more problem right now with people in the church than I do with people outside. He says, because it's come down to a point of it's so, and I don't think he used the word religious, but he just said it's so um, overbearing in order to be, in order to be in a relationship, you got to do this, this, and this, and this. And he says, I'm coming to find out that the love of God, you know, it's the goodness of God that leads a man to repentance, not all the laws and regulations. So to come together and to know for them to know that I love them doesn't mean I participate in every single thing they're doing. They just need to know I love them. Exactly. And, that, you know, to go into all the world and make disciples, strategy of Jesus, kingdom strategy for Jesus, for transformation of the world, you cannot make a disciple outside of relationships. You can't. Right. No, there's no way. Yeah. You cannot mentor somebody. If you're a spiritual father, just by, if you call yourself a spiritual father, just by in the DNA of what that means, you have relationships, not followers, relationships. So we, we got not students. Yeah, not students, students, not followers. Yeah, relationships. And so the whole concept that we, we the, the whole foundation of everything that we build on, you cannot influence people without a relationship. You cannot. So we right. cannot go into the world and, and or anywhere for that matter and not build relationships with people. And right. that, again, sadly, sadly, it is broken in the in the religious world. It's broken in the church. Um, this whole concept of relationships, we pick and right. choose. Everybody's too in, insecure about their ministries and too insecure about their positions and too insecure about their lives and too insecure about everything. They're too insecure. They feel like I'm being judged. I'm being condemned. It's just, we've got to stop all this. And for, But you know why, Steve? The bottom line is, where are the moms and dads? Where are the mature ones who can build a relationship with people and build in that security? We don't have it. We don't have it. And that's why, you know, we're doing this. Personally, I mean, this is my podcast. The reason I do this is not because you're a prophet. I don't even know what gifting you are. So it doesn't bother me. <laughs> no, it's just like, um, you know, it's like you're a prophet and I'm, you know, or whatever, you know, evangelist, pastor, teacher, um, bishop, elder, uh, you know, um, is like uh, not because of that. It's simply because we have a relationship and because we want to share the things that help people grow up, help right. them mature into the into becoming what Christ has called them to become. That's it. Bottom line. Right. Bottom line. So, you know, let's, for goodness sakes, let's begin to grow up in the body of Christ. You know, let's grow up. Uh, and you Ooh. cannot, you can, yeah, you cannot grow up unless you're building relationships. Bottom line. Bottom yeah. line. You, you cannot. You cannot do it sitting on a pole in a monastery. Cannot do it. You have to have the relationships because it builds character into you. So let's stop rejecting each other, cutting each other off, um, you know, and laying down the law of our expectations. Let's begin to build solid relationships. If you don't know how, then, then we've got to find out how to do this, you know, just we've, right. got, to, we've got to start working on it. I, I, I Honestly, Steve, I think people don't know how. 
I think they don't. Right. No, that's probably race. true. Yeah. You know, they don't. Probably true. They don't know how to do it. So, you know, you can jump on my um, podcast every Saturday <laughs> and I speak about, I speak about uh, relationship Saturday. It, it relates to marriages, but I talk about a principle. It's re relational principles because the laws that, and I'm not talking about rules or regulations. I'm talking about the, the, the laws, the universal laws, the God laws of relationship uh, apply in every kind of relationship to some degree or another and that's so, tomorrow morning at kle at 10 o'clock <laughs> on my profile facebook profile and you can find it on the leadership boost podcast steve um excellent excellent topic again obviously we you and i are both very passionate about this um about this and, and we growing in it I, you know by no means are we sitting here saying we got it all together no no but, but that's the beauty of relationship. You know, I didn't marry my wife with a full concept that we both understand totally what relationship is about. We grew in it. And right. the next year, next year we married 40 years. And so we've grown over 40 years. It's not all been fun and roses. I can tell you, you know, um, yeah. but there have been fun and there has been fun and there's been roses. Yeah. So, um, I thought you said guns and roses. <laughs> no, no. <You're> <laughs> Maybe some of that too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so a great topic, great topic. Hey, we love and appreciate you. Thank you for being with us again on our discussion. I don't know how long we've been going for, but um, we trust that if you made it this far, that you've been challenged, inspired, offended in some way or fashion. Um, <laughs> you know, hey, uh, we just we just want you to know we love you. We're not coming to try and be the uh, all all knowledgeable gurus of everything we're just really sharing our journey and our conversation with you and pray that you'll be inspired and uh, and challenged to grow up in these things as well because that's what the world needs that's what the body needs all right so thank you for being with us on the kle podcast until next time this is sean and eve <laughs> and god bless you guys uh